City Journal Midday News with Caitlin Califatis, Patrick Gabriel, and Willem van Denderen. Technology experts say anti-spyware on iPhones may reduce the effectiveness of the government's tracing app, COVID-Safe. More than 4 million Australians have downloaded COVID-Safe, which uses Bluetooth to record proximity to others using the app, enabling faster tracing in the case of an outbreak. The Executive Director of the Optus Macquarie University Cybersecurity Hub, Dali Kaffa, says COVID-safe only works properly if the app is open and the phone is unlocked. On the iPhone system, anything that runs Bluetooth continuously is considered to be a spyware. iOS is essentially preventing apps to be using that Bluetooth module on a continuous basis. The government has not yet commented on when a software update for the app will be available. A meat processing facility in the suburbs of Melbourne has been linked to 19 of the 22 new coronavirus cases in Victoria. A majority of the meat workers who tested positive are not showing symptoms, but were already in quarantine when the test results came through. The same meat processing plant, now known to be Cedar Meats, has been linked to 15 other cases. Testing across the state has ramped up, with 55,000 Victorians checked since the test became more widely available last week. On Sunday alone, 13,000 people were tested. The state's chief medical officer, Brett Sutton, believes the nature of the meat workers' jobs placed them at a higher risk. Uh, Meatworks are particularly vulnerable. We've seen from the US extremely large outbreaks uh, in meatworks uh, in some ways because they are forced to work uh, closer than, than some other uh, workplaces. Schools in Queensland will reopen from next week with the state planning to have all students back in the classroom by May 25th. Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk today announced those from kindergarten to grade two and year 11 and 12 students would return from next Monday. The rest will follow over the course of the month. Over $1.7 million worth of caveats have been placed by the Victorian government over property belonging to the Puffing Billy Preservation Society. The caveats means the Preservation Society cannot sell the land without approval from the Emerald Tourist Railway Board, which is a representative of the Victorian government. The caveats cover 10 lots of land in Belgrave. The Age newspaper is quoting unnamed sources who say the caveats are in place so the Preservation Society cannot sell assets to pay legal fees or out-of-court settlements for historic sex abuse charges. The charges relate back to a former volunteer, Robert Whitehead, who was convicted in 2014 for the abuse of six boys between 1961 and 1990. Property lawyer Peter Jenkin says the state government's railway board may be overstepping its legal role. The government, like anyone else, has to have what's called a caveatable interest. You can't just lodge a caveat because someone owes you money or you want to stop them doing something. You actually have to have a the requisite interest in the land. The Big Freeze, the high-profile fundraiser for motor neurone disease research, has been cancelled for the first time since its inception back in 2014. But organisers say the popular Big Freeze beanies are still being offered for sale, with all proceeds going towards MND research, clinical trials and drug development projects. MND is a deadly neurodegenerative disease which currently has no cure. With the AFL as a major sponsor, the Big Freeze event is timed to coincide with the Queen's birthday match each year. 
Major sporting stars and other celebrities are sent sliding into an ice bath in support of the cause. Cricket Australia has reportedly secured a $50 million loan from the Commonwealth Bank as it seeks to survive the coronavirus pandemic. The sporting body says the potential cancellation of this summer's India tour threatens financial ruin. The loan comes within two weeks of Cricket Australia standing down over 200 staff on reduced pay for an estimated saving of $3 million. The Guardian's reporter Jeff Lemon says the loan may upset employees who are receiving only 20% of their salary. It's not a good look when the executive is still all employed, maybe with a 20% pay cut, whereas everybody else is down with an 80% pay cut. Australian house prices have continued to rise despite the pandemic, albeit slightly. However, the April growth of 0.3% is down on the previous month. And economists warn that an increase in unemployment due to COVID-19 could lead to up to a 20% drop in house prices in both Melbourne and Sydney. According to property analyst CoreLogic Data, house listings were 35% lower at the end of April compared with this time last year. The state's peak body, Music Victoria, is offering free membership in an effort to ease the burden COVID-19 has placed on the entertainment industry. Membership includes discounts for industry-related services and strengthened support for the sector. CEO of Music Victoria, Patrick Donovan, says it's a big step in assisting those impacted by the forced closures of venues. And uh, for most people, income has totally dried up. So um, on one hand, we want to support everyone in Victoria and the Victoria News Committee. And on the other hand, people just can't afford membership. So um, it was a bit of a no-brainer that we needed to go out and throw our arms around the whole music community um, and uh, work together through this. To Melbourne's weather. Continuing cloudy with a chance of showers, light winds and a top of 15 degrees, a chilly overnight, low of 6, and tomorrow mostly sunny with a touch of early morning fog, a top of 18. This has been City Journal Midday News with Caitlin Califatis, Patrick Gabriel, and Willem van Denderen. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au.